Tonight on Whiskey Waffle, Nick gives some useful advice. Make sure there is whiskey in the glass before you start. Ted talks about his plums. My plums are very large and fruity. And Nick and Ted call each other pet names. Sorry, love. It's our idea. That's tonight on Whiskey Waffle, the podcast. I mean, cast. Pour some drinks, Ted. Glug, 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 glug. That's the soundbite we're after. <laughs> the first one we have is a screw top. Bloody hell. Bloody screw top. Hello and welcome to the first ever official Whiskey Waffle podcast. My name is Nick. And my name is Ted. And what are we going to do? We're going to take a little pub crawl via the wonderful drinking medium of radio. This is the first Whiskey Waffle podcast. And the Whiskey Waffle podcast will consist of certain sections. One of the sections is the waffle. Is that... Eating waffles? Yeah, lots of eating waffles. No, basically us waffling about random whiskey events. Uh, one of these sections is the whiskey. Hopefully drinking whiskey. There would definitely be some drinking whiskey. Um, in actual fact, it's probably best if you guys listen with a dram in hand. It'll be far more entertaining. Maybe maybe not if you're currently on the commute to work right now. That might be a bit awkward. Or underage. Wow. Possibly put down that bottle. Yeah, Put yeah. it back in mum and dad's cabinet. Um, and finally... Um, random other games and sections or guest visitors or any nonsense that we get up to on the blog. Which takes us to the very first section of our very first episode. The Waffle. On The Waffle, on our very first episode, we are being a little bit egotistical. We are going to talk about ourselves. Yeah, this is it. Because you guys listening have no idea who these random... Australian sounding blokes are, but you can tell that we're drinking whiskey. That's probably the only thing that is obvious at the moment. That's exactly what a man sounds like drinking whiskey. Yes. Um, no, we are from Tasmania, Australia. Tasmania, which we we like to think is the the home of whiskey in Australia. It is indeed. It is actually the place where pretty much the Australian whiskey industry was founded. And we were so excited by this that we went out and formed a whiskey website, a whiskey blog, and we're called www.whiskeywaffle.com. Was that www.whiskeywaffle.com? <laughs> no, we're the only people out there that only have two W's in our web address. <laughs> um, sorry. Basically, we founded whiskeywaffle.com. Not the first. Nor the second. Or even the third. But in fact... The 31st most popular whiskey blog in the world. But basically, we we were uni students once, and we, we did drink a little bit of Red Label once upon a time. Yeah, back when we were poor little uni students, we used to drink some pretty rubbish whiskey mixed with Coke. Indeed, indeed. But we've, we've progressed. Yes, these days we drink some finer stuff, but there was a bit of a transitionary period between those early days and now. There was. There was probably one event that... That really turned us onto the, the path of the light. So one night we were uh, out on a mate's Bucks night. Yeah, good old Frenchie. Frenchie, great bloke. But we stopped off in a bar. And of course, we said to the barman, give us some whiskey to drink. Because, yeah, that's the manly thing manly to do. Manly thing yeah, to do. Manly. Yeah. yeah. And he gave us a dram of a whiskey called Lagavulin 16. <sighs> and it absolutely freaking blew our minds. <sighs> it did. I mean, we didn't know what peated whiskey was, but this stuff tasted like a bonfire, and, and, and we, we, we wanted to go and seek out more of the stuff, and we did. And eventually, we graduated from uni, good times, and we got a job. Well, not the same job, we got different jobs. But we got, yeah, we did get different jobs. Yeah. 
We're in fact not the same person, just doing different voices True. on the radio. True, yeah. <laughs> Easy to do, yeah. Pretend you have friends on the radio. But we got jobs, and that meant we had some disposable income, Ooh, which meant yeah. that we could go out and buy some decent whiskey. And eventually that sort of meant we got into a bit of a uh, whiskey arms race, because one of us would go out and buy something. So I had to go and buy something to it. one-up that one. Yeah, and then I bought something to one-up that one, and sort of, yeah, we just kept going and going. And you know what happened? We talked about this whiskey. We did. We talked about it quite a lot. In fact, after a few drams, we, we got quite quite loose, quite quite, quite easy chatty. going yeah. with our uh, talk. But unfortunately, our better halves did not appreciate all this chatter, all this waffle. They kind of told us to piss off and tell someone else. So we decided upon... The internet. And the internet listened. It did indeed. I mean, what started out as a, as a little blog chronicling the adventures of two tipsy Tasmanian boys ended up becoming one of the most popular whiskey repositories of knowledge in the world. Better than being one of the most popular whiskey suppositories in the world. Yeah, this is, this is a good point. This is a good point. But our, our real passion for whiskey is sharing it with real people. So you guys on the other side of the world or on the other side of Bass Strait, or the other side of Bernie, I don't know. It's a little bit hard to do that. So here comes a podcast sharing it with you in audio form. All right, time to move on to our second section, The Whiskey. The Whiskey. So what whiskeys are we drinking in episode one? It's got to be something important, surely. Look, Nick, frankly, it is pretty important. It's one of the most important whiskies in the world. So which one is it? Well, the funny thing is it's probably also one of the most common whiskies in the world. Oh, don't tell me it's a cliche. It is a big fat cliche, but uh, it's an important cliche too. Is it cliche for a reason? It is cliche for a reason. Well, let's put our listeners out of their suspense, at least the listeners that haven't read the description and read what the whiskey's going to be. What is our whiskey tonight? Our whiskey tonight is Glenfiddich 12. Ah, yes. Of course, this is the first of two whiskeys. We're trying two whiskeys in this first episode. But the first one is the big one, Glenfiddich 12. Now, Glenfiddich 12, of course, everyone knows. When Pretty much when you think of a single malt whiskey, you're probably going to be thinking of a Glenfiddich. It's, it's the distinctive packaging. It's, it's that green color of the box. It's the stag on the front. But also, it's the way that they're in, ingrained into our culture. So back in the day, most whiskey used to go into blends. Now, distilleries would all sort of make their own little thing and then that would get put into a uh, blend, various blends around the place. But during the 60s and 70s, there was a major crash in the world whiskey market. Things were going very pear-shaped very quickly. And so one of the ways that uh, the whiskey industry responded, well, it was really Glenfiddich who responded. They thought, well... How about we release our own product as sort of a special thing, as a single malt whiskey? What? A single malt? What is this madness? Well, I mean, it is slightly mad, seeing as the market completely wasn't there before, but they thought, well, what have we got to lose? And so they, um, yeah, they marketed their whiskey as a single malt whiskey, uh, which was the first time anyone had really done that. And they also got some fancy packaging on it too. Oh, yeah, watch out. And the world really sort of looked and listened and they thought, this is fantastic. And then the rest of the whiskey industry thought, wow, those guys are going really well. Let's get in on that. So I don't think it is too big a statement to say that we would not be here today if it weren't for Glenfiddich. Yeah, and that's that's pretty much why Glenfiddich is a cliche because they were really the ones who first broke out as sort of a premium single malt whiskey. So what do you think of the 12, Ted? Look... 
it probably deserves its reputation slightly, but it's not quite as bad as people think. People sort of really see the cliche and like some people will go, oh yes, Glenfiddich, that is that is the thing. I am going to drink some whiskey and that is what I am going to going to select. But others will go, oh, Glenfiddich, well, that's that's a bit passe. A yeah. bit well, for cliche. me, it's, it's, it's all right. It's not great. It's... There are certainly better single malts at a similar price point, a similar age statement. It's all right. It does the job. Nothing special, but it does give you an idea of Glenfiddich. It does give you an idea of Speyside. It does give you an idea of single malts. So, yeah, fair dues. All right, then. I think it's time we moved on to dram number two for this episode. Ready for the second one? Tez not ready. <laughs> I take it back. That's what whiskey drinking sounds like. <laughs> oh, actually, hold on. We've got a cork. <laughs> Waiting for that soundbite all episode. So we've mentioned our second whiskey already in the waffle section. This was a very formative drop for us waffle boys, the Lagavulin 16. To us, this is one of the best whiskies in the world. We've had many, many whiskies since, but few have left as much of an impression as this. I mean, I suppose it sort of sits up on a slight pedestal as well because we had that very formative experience with it. It's kind of got its little rose-tinted place in history. It was the first Peter whiskey we've had, and we've had a lot of Peter whiskey since, and some brilliant ones too, but this is still in the top few. It is still a absolutely fantastic whiskey. It's not just because we're sort of biased. It is also because it's really good. And what we didn't know at the time, like... Obviously, there is peat involved in Lagavulin 16, but there's more to it than just peat. There's the sherry influence as well. Lagavulin is a really well-balanced whiskey. Mm. It doesn't go too far out on the peatiness. Like, some peated whiskies can taste like just smoke. Smoke. (sighs) Smoke. Fire and smoke and brimstone. Whereas the the Lagavulin is more like sort of a smouldering fire on the beach Mm. at the end of the night. A little bit of saltiness. A little bit of smoke. You've you've set fire to the watermelon. <laughs> um, no, I, was thinking, I was thinking of a cantaloupe more, but <laughs> there's a fruitiness to it as well. But mm. it does take a back seat, especially on that nose. That nose is well. What's the, our reaction when we smell a nose like this? <sighs> mm. It just digs its claws into your soul, and when you smell it, it just makes you go. Oh, oh yeah I'm sorry no. I, I don't know what that sound's going to sound like <laughs> on radio but just just put it down to intense pleasure it's something special and we owe a lot to this whiskey it's probably the reason that we we became so fanatical about it at the time and the reason that we continued being fanatical about it to the point of forming a site called whiskeywaffle.com what do you think of the comparison between the Glen 12 and the Lagavulin well I mean <laughs> there's a pretty big difference between them. Are you sure they're made of the same ingredients? Well, you wouldn't think so, would you? Because no. the, this is one of the things about whiskey. One of the things that really fascinates me about whiskey, whiskey is made from three very simple ingredients. You need some water, a grain of some sort. Now, in this case, we're talking about single malt whiskey, so that is malted barley, and some of everybody's favourite domesticated animal. Rats. Uh n- no, uh, yeast. Yeast, that's the yeast. one. Yeast. So these three simple ingredients, and then you, you distill those, and they get turned into spirit, and then you age them in oak, and it becomes whiskey. But from those three simple ingredients, there is a whole huge, incredible variety of flavour out there. It's amazing. And so the difference between the 
like what we've been talking about tonight, the Glenfiddich 12 and the Lake of Wollen 16, it's apples and oranges. Or pears and bonfires. Sour plums and other sour plums. <laughs> it's always sour plums. Nice. Well, it's about a time of the night where we did something a little bit silly, I think, and went on to some of our sillier sections. So I think the first one we're going to do tonight is a section called Smash Session or Saver. Smash Session or Saver. So the rules of this game are simple. This is a play on the old... Marry Snogavoid. Okay, so each of us has chosen three whiskies to smash, session, or savour. Now, a whisky that you would smash is one that you're just going to neck down. You're not going to want to sit on it and think about it. Or it's maybe a bit nasty and you want to get it down quick. A whisky that you session is one that you could keep coming back to all night and keep being happy with that whisky. And a whisky to savour is one special glass that you're going to sit on for a long time and you're going to get every last drop out of it and enjoy that feel free to to play along at home let us know which you would smash session or savor on twitter at whiskey waffle right then i'm gonna go first ted so i've got three whiskies for you you have to choose which one you're gonna smash and which one to session and which one to savor and you are gonna hate me for this okay are you me. ready hit me okay here they are the ardbeg 10 the lefroig 10 and the talisker 10 <laughs> this is a peat hit. Okay, which one am I going to want to neck down? Which one am I going to want which to? Which one do you want to get over quick? Well, yeah, none of them. But uh, none, none of them. Which that's the rules of the game? Uh, this is this. See, this is the problem with this. It can get very tricky very fast. Oh yes. Um. Okay. I think the the good thing with this is probably to go with is the gut feeling. Yep. I am going to <laughs> look. I'm. I'm actually. I'm going to smash down the Lafroig Ten. Yep. Because while it's look, the Lafroig Ten is the peatiest of all the three, which means you're going to get that massive peat hit. But also, Lafroig actually has the lightest spirit underneath mm. them all too. So I think in terms of sort of what you're getting underneath and the, the depth of flavour, it's actually not there as much as the other two. I think I'm probably going to session the Talisker 10. I think it strikes a pretty good balance. It's, it's not too peaty and there's a fair bit going on underneath. And I think that would mean that it would be a good one that you could sort of keep coming back to for a few drams over the night. Mm. And then obviously that leaves me to savour the Arbeg. To us, the Arbeg 10 is one of the best peated whiskies in the world. It's a young whiskey, but then we've discovered that peat does amazing things with a young whiskey. It's got a really characterful, deep base to it, and then the peat that they use is delicious. Mm. And I think I would be happy just to sort of sit on that one and take little sips and go, mmm, <laughs> yum. Yeah, interesting results. I, I agree with you on the Ardbeg 10. That was my saver, definitely. I might have switched the other two around. I think I might have smashed the Talisker and then uh, session the Lefroig. But it might depend on the night as well. I think that Ted has got something nasty coming back at me for um, throwing him that. Yeah, what yeah. you got, Ted? Okay, Nick. Mm. Would you rather smash, session, or savor Buffalo Trace, Eagle Rare, or Russell's Reserve? Interesting. In fact, this is a trick question. <laughs> the order doesn't matter because they all taste like bourbon. Yeah, yeah. Good point, Ted. Good point. 
Okay. Nice. Would you like me to... I'll, I'll give you another one, just because that one was a... Yeah. That one was just something to play with. Okay. No, this, this, one will, this one will test you quite a bit more, though. All right. Nick. Yes. Would you rather smash, session, or savor? Scaffer 16, Glenfiddich 18, Ooh. or Balvenny 21? Oh, the port would. The port finish. Yep. Oh, man. Um, I've got to, I've got to save the Balvenie 21. It's a phenomenal jam, isn't it? That Balvenie 21. Um, a few of us pitched in to buy, buy Ted a bottle of the Balvenie 21, which he has sitting on his shelf. Um, he gets it out on very special occasions, and it is always worthwhile. So I'm going to savour that every day of the week. Which brings me to the Scarpa and the Glenfiddich. Man, that's hard. That is very hard. That's what she said. And I think I'm going to provide a very offensive answer. The Glenfiddich 18 is a sessioning whiskey. This is offensive for a number of reasons. One, it means I've got to smash the Scarpa, and that pains me to my absolute core. But also, the Glenfiddich 18, that's a phenomenal whiskey. It's, it's an 18-year-old, but it's just, it's easy drinking. It's smooth. It's, it goes down nicely. It goes down smoothly. Like, I could session that any day of the week, which sadly means I have to smash the Scarpa. I'm so sorry, especially things they're not making anymore. Scarpa, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But you've been smashed. What would you do in that case, Ted? Would you smash the Glenfiddich? <sighs> yeah, it's a hard thing. I have a real soft spot for Scapper. Yeah. It's look, the Scapper is a phenomenal whiskey and it it completely defies expectations for what an island whiskey should be. It comes Scapper comes from the same place as Highland Park. Now Highland Park is not the world's peatiest whiskey, but it's certainly got yeah, a reasonable peatiness to it. Whereas the Scapper is so smooth and elegant and oh it's it's like it's sort of like liquid silk almost but oh yeah look i'd still i'd still savor the balvenie 21 that is a as nick said a phenomenal whiskey (laughs) yeah i'm i think i'd probably have to go the same as nick but it really hurts me deep down inside (laughs) you chose them (laughs) we're going on to a segment called whiskey would you rather whiskey would you rather so, um, the game Would You Rather presents two scenarios, both of which are probably either unappealing or very appealing, which forces the player to choose between the two. We're going to do exactly the same thing, but always in a whiskey context. Okay. Whiskey, would you rather? Here we go. Nick, would you rather to be only able to drink Johnny Walker f- Red for the rest of your life, or be able to drink any whiskey? But it has to be mixed with Coke. Oh, oh, you're killing me. Oh, man, that, that's a particularly good one. Um, it's a particularly bad one, but it, gee, it's put me on the spot. So if I'm only ever allowed to drink Johnny Walker Red, am I allowed to have... Like, the only whiskey you're allowed to drink is Johnny Walker Red. On I... the other hand, you're allowed to drink any whiskey, but... It has to be mixed with Coke. And that includes any, like, the fanciest drop that you can imagine. <laughs> right. How much Coke? Oh, like a, a normal sort of... Oh, what three, what three you'd quarters, normally put yeah. it with. So, like, you'd pour in the bottom of the glass of whiskey and right. then the rest of it topped up with... Here, here is my answer. I would drink Johnny Walker Red Label for the rest of my life as a matter of protest, just to avoid all these fantastic whiskeys that other people can enjoy being mixed with Coke. <laughs> and that is taking one for the team, you guys. I've done that for you, listeners. For you. I have not mixed Lagavulin with Coke 
for you. Yeah, mate, I'm with you. <laughs> I also would take the <laughs> the manly option. Gee, we're noble. Yeah, we're we're great. Drinking Johnny Walker Red for the listeners of this world. <laughs> Hypothetically. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay, I've got one for you. I got one for you. Okay. Here we go. It's a Glenlivet theme. Would you rather drink Glenlivet eighteen year old with ice or drink Glenlivet Founders Reserve? Full stop. <laughs> oh, I'll take the Glenlivet 18 with ice any day. <laughs> okay, that's an easy one. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no worries. Like, if it's a choice between just having to have a bit of ice with my Glenlivet 18 compared to only being... Was, was that only being... No, just, to... just, just at a bar. Yeah. Just once. Okay, okay just, just the once. Okay. Yeah, yeah no, I, was thinking, I think I'll still taste... Look, you just it, wait till it melts, then goes back to room temperature, and then drink it. Well, I'd probably just try to drink it fairly fast before the ice melts too <laughs> yeah, much true. and waters it down too much. Yeah. Although, maybe it would open up some new flavours that I hadn't tried before. <laughs> true, true. Look out for that one. Nice. Okay, I've got, I've got another one. Okay, one more. Like one more. One more. Like, okay, this, this, this one's good. Okay, Nick. Mm, yes. Whiskey, would you rather? Here we go. Okay, Nick. Mm. You have been sent to North Korea to appease the growing nuclear tensions between the secretive rogue state and, <laughs> let's face it, everyone else on the planet. Yep. Things are surprisingly going swimmingly. It's your natural tact and charm at work. Suddenly, King Jong-un whips out a bottle of the Macallan Dictator's Reserve 70-year-old. <laughs> These exclusive Macallan releases are getting ridiculous. <laughs> Unfortunately, local custom dictates that you must take a rare whiskey of this age by either shotting it into your eye or <laughs> via an enema. <laughs> Failure to accept the most glorious and benevolent leader's kind offer would be deeply insulting and lead to, lead to the in inevitable nuclear destruction of the world. <laughs> so refusing to do either is not an option. <laughs> so just to remind you, you must take the McKellen Dictator's Reserve 70-year-old by either shotting it into your eye or via an enema. Now, that enema will be public, too. You can't just go somewhere quiet. What would you do, listeners? Um, get onto us on Twitter, at Whiskey Waffle, um, and let us know the answer. Oh, man, this is... <laughs> um, whatever we choose, the whiskey burn is going to be, well, fire and fury for my body parts. Um, this is going to be tough, but I I'm going to do it for the world because, well, he's only given me two options, and both of which involve taking that... that particular shot but which one and that is the decision um wow this is gonna hurt but i mean i've got to i've got to enjoy the 70 year old whiskey and i don't think i'm gonna enjoy it much through either orifice <laughs> um but at least but at least i'll be able to see what's going on if i keep my eyes clear so i'm afraid i choose the anima <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for making me announce that uh, in front of all three of our listeners, Ted. Look, to be honest, I think I'd go the enema too. At least it's probably... I, th I think at the end of the day, it's probably going to be slightly more enjoyable experience. It'd be a bit cleansing, wouldn't it? Yeah, than whacking it into your eye and then mm. having the blinding feeling of whiskey. <laughs> Alcohol going into your eyeball. This that is would be true. <laughs> painful. 
Oh, yeah. Well, congratulations, Nick. You're Thank an you. insured world peace. Thank you. Kim Jong-un has backed down from his nuclear program. So impressed was he by your ability to take a large shot up the arse. Yeah, it's a good thing Donald Trump wasn't asking me about the uh, Pappy Van Winkle was 21. <laughs> <laughs> That brings to an end our very first ever podcast. Thank you very much for listening to us. It's been well, it's been a pleasure. We've um we've enjoyed it. We've had a nice little waffle to you guys. Oh, and I hope you guys didn't mind it as well. Whiskey waffle. Whiskeywaffle.com. Waffle whiskey. Whiskeywaffle.com. We'll hear from you guys next time. Stay in touch. Have a good one. Keep, Keep on, on waffling. waffling. Good, good night. night. Whiskey Waffle recommends you drink whiskey responsibly and only if you're above the legal drinking age in your country. Our lawyers made us say that. Or at least, they would have if we actually had lawyers. My palms are very large and fruity.